Here's another inspiring message from Northside Community Church, Sydney. When I was a kid, I used to have lots of sleepovers at my grandparents' place. And my grandmother tells me often, the story that she tells me the most is the story of her chasing me around the house with a spoonful of dinner. <laughs> Emily, Emily, she'd run after me. And obviously, I didn't want to sit still at the at the dinner table, and she chased me around the house with, with a spoonful of food trying to make me eat, which I obviously didn't want to do. Um, my most vivid memory, on the other hand, is um, about the dribbly blanket. What is a dribbly blanket? I hear you say. Well, what would happen is after a sleepover at my grandparents' house, my brother and I uh, would get up into their bed on a Saturday morning or whatever day of the week it was, and we'd perch up there on the pillows with them, and my grandfather would go and make us a cup of tea, uh, black tea with milk and sugar, um, and we'd sit there, and then they would put out what they called the dribbly blanket, which was basically an old towel to protect their linen. <laughs> and, um, and so we'd sit up there with our little cup of tea, with the dribbly blanket, and drink our cup of tea, and these are like they're very fond memories that I have um, from my, my sleepovers at my grandparents' place when I was little. Now today, if I am having a hard day, if I'm having an emotionally stressful time, there is nothing like a, like a hot cup of black tea with milk and move past sugar, but just with milk, uh, there is nothing like a good cup of tea uh, that's like my comfort food. I'm glad that my comfort, that's a safe comfort food rather than Doritos or pasta or something like that. <laughs> tea is nice and safe if you're going to have a lot of something when you're feeling sad, then tea is good. I'm, I'm grateful for that. Um, but tea is something that I find comforting. I find it is something that... Um, it soothes my soul. If you give me a cup of tea, it's like a tonic. Uh, it makes me very happy and um, it's, it's comforting to me. I looked up uh, the word comfort in Google, um, authority of authorities, um, because we're speaking about comfort tonight, looking at this passage uh, in the scripture about comfort. And this is what it says. It's going to come up on the screen of what comfort is. Um, comfort, a state of physical ease and freedom from pain or constraint or the easing or alleviation of a person's feelings of grief or distress. Or as a verb, it's, the, it's to ease the grief uh, or distress of someone. That's what Google says. Uh, if you look in, uh, the, in Greek, which is the language that the New Testament of the Bible was written in, that this passage was originally written in, uh, you will find the original word that comfort comes from is actually my favourite Greek word in the whole of the New Testament. So if you ever wondered what is Emily's favourite Greek word, this is it. It's parakaleo, which is a compound word, two words mashed together. Para meaning alongside and kaleo meaning to call. So the, the word that we translate as comfort is to, to be called alongside, to be called alongside, parakaleo. Interestingly, side note, it's the same word that we get encouragement from. So in the New Testament, encouragement and comfort come from the same word, parakaleo, to be called alongside. And so what we're going to talk about this evening is that when there are these moments in your life, moments uh, of grief and distress, of pain and frustration and confusion, Actually, what they call for is someone who has been through suffering and survived it, who is uniquely positioned to bring you refreshment and a sense of security and soothing and strengthening, to bring you comfort. There are the moments in our lives that call for that, for someone to come alongside a suffering person in a way that only they can because of the suffering that they have been through. We've been talking over this series called Meanwhile about these moments that we call meanwhile moments. They're moments when life seems stuck and there's nothing that you seem to be able to do to move forward. It might be someone telling you that you have a chronic illness that's never going to get better. 
It might be that, that you've studied for years and years and years and invested a lot of money into a degree and finding out that you're never actually going to be able to get the job that you've poured all this time and money into studying for. It might be that you've got some friendships that have really gone sour and there's nothing that you can do on your end to try to mend it anymore. Meanwhile moments. But what we haven't talked about yet and we're going to tonight as we close out this three-week series called Meanwhile is that what these meanwhile moments do is they tie us together as a community through this bond called comfort. When someone who has suffered and survived it and come out the other side comes alongside someone who is currently suffering, we're tied together in a beautiful and a unique way. We're going to explore this tonight and see see that if you have been through a meanwhile moment, you are uniquely positioned to come alongside someone who is still there. Now, I've been a pastor for a grand total of one year and five months. (laughs) No, please, no, no. Oh my gosh, what are you thinking? <laughs> and one of the things that I am learning in that time is that we have, you have, I have been given this great privilege of being invited into people's pain and moments of deep pain with people. And my overwhelming response most of the time is inadequacy. <laughs> Occasionally, they are, there are moments where I, where I understand where I have been through that same moment of pain and I'm able to provide, hopefully, some sense of comfort. A lot of the time, I have no idea what that is like. It's something that I haven't been through myself. And there might be some helpful things that I might be able to say, I can try to be there. But the best thing that I can do is think of someone in our community who has been there and say, you know what, this person, and, and to think this person can bring you great comfort because they know exactly what this is like. They can come alongside you. These meanwhile moments, they call us to stand shoulder to shoulder with one another. Because that's what you need when you're suffering comfort from somebody who's been through what you've been through. Because they have received comfort that they can pass on to you. You see, what happens when a person suffers is that suffers and receives comfort is that they receive a gift from God, a resource that somebody else needs, and that they alone are positioned to pass on. What is a resource that somebody receives when they suffer? What is that gift? It's comfort. And it's not just any comfort, it's a comfort that comes straight from God, passed down the line through, through the suffering of people as one comes alongside another, passed down through a great chain. God has designed comfort to be passed down a chain as we come shoulder to shoulder. One person suffers and receives comfort from somebody who has come alongside them, who has suffered before them and received comfort from God, through someone else who has suffered and received comfort from God, through someone else who has suffered and received comfort from God, through someone else, and so on. This great chain of comfort until we stand shoulder to shoulder with one another, being strengthened to endure anything that might come our way. So what you're going to hear tonight is that God can take your problem and deliver on a promise so that you might find some grain of purpose in the problem. The problem is the meanwhile moment. What is the promise? And it's a promise of comfort. Have a look at verse 3. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort. 
You see comfort and compassion here. We see, find their genesis in God. He is their source. He is where they come from. You know, the Holy Spirit himself is called the comforter. It's one of his names. It's who he is. God is identified here as being a loving and compassionate and merciful father. It means that as we've said, God is not angry, he's not apathetic, he's not absent, he's not up in heaven somewhere wagging a punishing finger at you. He's present and compassionate and comforting. And he sets this chain in motion for his people to provide comfort for one another by coming alongside one another and sharing the comfort that they have received. Now, Paul, the writer of this, knows comfort, right? He, um, he talks about comfort more than any other New Testament writer. Uh, can anyone guess why he talks about comfort more than any other New Testament writer? Yeah, he talks about suffering more than any other New Testament writer. This guy knows what it is to suffer, and he knows what it is to be comforted by God. So he knows what he's talking about. He knows what the experience of God's comfort is like. And remember, this is the same guy who we've heard had this thorn, metaphorical thorn in his side, something that was permanent and debilitating and humiliating and painful in his life. He's qualified to talk about being comforted. And in his experience, the compassionate comfort of God is not just some subjective feeling of relief or psychological support. It's not just external assistance that a technician or maybe even a cup of tea might give you. It's not mere words or sympathy. It's not even empathy, not even just empathy. It's bigger than all of these things. And what it's found in is God's willingness and ability to deliver his people. We see that when we look back on one bookend, look back to Jesus when he died on the cross to deliver us. God's willingness to deliver and save and help his people. And we see it when we look forward to when Jesus returns one day to make everything right and deliver a great yes to all the seemingly broken promises of God when he will wipe every tear from every eye and make everything finally right again. God's comfort is found in the knowledge of his willing deliverance. It's found in his loving, it's it's his loving and caring response to human misery, the comfort of God. The way that we experience it is as personal encouragement, relief and support. It's help that speaks. It has a warmth of compassion and concern. It's the security and peace that comes with his presence. And it's also the living proof that there can be life beyond your meanwhile moment. Now, why is it that the, the comfort of God can be living proof that there is that there can be life beyond your meanwhile moment? It's because the way that God shows his comfort to us is through people who have experienced life beyond a meanwhile moment that's like yours. It's by somebody else coming alongside you, shoulder to shoulder, who says, if, I've been through, if I have been through this and survived, so can you. They are the living proof that there can be life beyond a meanwhile moment. These people who have received a beautiful gift of comfort from God in their suffering can come alongside you to show you that there can be life beyond your meanwhile moment. Your alongsiders are proof that there can be life beyond your meanwhile moment. Take a look at verse 4. This is talking about this God of comfort. And it says that who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. There's a lot in that. I'll just let that sit with you for a sec. 
You see, when Paul suffers, he receives comfort from God through others who have suffered before him so that he can comfort others, so that he can come alongside others. If you want a verse of truth to hold on to tonight, if that's what you need, this is, this is the one to write down and memorize and stick on the fridge. This is your verse. This is your source of truth for tonight. The promise is that in the middle of your problem, in the middle of your meanwhile moment, no matter what it is, in all your troubles, in all our troubles, God wants to comfort you. He wants to come alongside you. He wants to sustain you and bring you the warmth of life-giving encouragement and relief, of support, strength, endurance, compassion and concern. And he wants to do it through others in your life who have suffered and received his comfort from others coming alongside you. Now there's a few things that I want to draw out here for. If you're a note taker, I can see a few of you out there. Here's where you're at number one through four. If you if you want to take notes and you haven't started yet, this is where you can begin. Just a heads up if you want to. <laughs> number one, in your meanwhile moment, when there's nothing that you can do to move forward, what you can do is hold to this promise from God himself, that his capacity to comfort you is always greater than your meanwhile moment. No matter how deep your meanwhile moment, you are not beyond God's capacity to comfort you through it. You are not too much for him. You are not too much. Secondly, the purpose of our being comforted by God through others is that we in turn might comfort others who are in distress. If you've suffered, if you've received comfort from God in that through others who have come alongside you shoulder to shoulder, you have received a gift that is not meant just for you. Comfort is designed as a baton that is passed to you that you are not supposed to hold on to. It's designed to be passed on. It's a gift that you receive that you then pass on to others who need it. If you have suffered and received comfort from God, you have a unique capacity to stand eyeball to eyeball, life to life, shoulder to shoulder with someone who is currently suffering, to galvanize them, to strengthen them, to bring hope to them. Because you alone can say there is life beyond your meanwhile moment. Look at me, I lived through it and I survived and so can you. I am comforted and I am proof that life can go on. Don't give in to the temptation of the overwhelming emotion that there's no point continuing, that you'll never be happy again, that nothing good can come from this. You've been uniquely positioned to say, look at me, I am proof that there is life beyond your meanwhile moment. If you've suffered, you have a gift in your hands that is not meant just for you. Thirdly, our capacity to comfort is determined by the degree to which we've suffered. The deeper our suffering, the more powerful we are in partnering with God as he comforts others. The more, because the deeper our suffering, the greater God's comfort to us that we receive and the more we have to pass on to others. It's classic God, the, more, the weaker we are in needing to receive comfort, then the stronger we are. 
in comforting others. That's how he works. And fourthly, when you're in a meanwhile moment, the strength and comfort of God is made available to you through others coming alongside you, as I've said. What that means for you, he's the kicker. If you stop listening this way, you can tune back in. What that means for you is that you need to accept your weakness and need for comfort and let people come alongside you. Don't we like to do this in, on our, in our own strength? Don't we like to sort it out on our own when we're having a meanwhile moment? Don't we like to not let anyone know that we don't have it all together, <laughs> that we're not okay and manage it on our own? The way that this, however, everything that I have said up until this point, what this hinges on is your willingness to accept weakness and accept where you're at and accept actually things are not okay and I need help and to put yourself in places where you're able to draw on the strength of others. None of this works without that. God's comfort is made available through others coming alongside you, but you need to let them. People can't come alongside you if they know that you need someone to come along. They don't know that you need someone to come alongside you. God's power is accessed when we recognize our weakness and receive help from other people. You know, there's a great gift sitting within your brothers and sisters around you in this auditorium this evening. A gift of comfort that God has designed to be passed on perhaps to you. Your responsibility is to put yourself in places where you can receive that comfort. That's why we bang on about connect groups every single week. That's <laughs> where you do life with people. It's where you can share what's going on for you. It's where you can get to know people and feel safe to say, hey, I'm not okay. Hey, I'm struggling with this. Hey, I'm in a meanwhile moment. Hey, I don't know what to do. I need help. And then people have the opportunity to pass their baton to you, to pass on the comfort that they have received from God. You need to put yourself in places where you can avail yourself of the comfort of God that is offered to you. Do you know what remarkable thing happens as we comfort others with the comfort that we have received from God? We get comforted. It's not just the distressed person who gets comforted when you comfort them. God comforts the comforter as they comfort the comfortee. <laughs> you know how this works, right? You've experienced this. You've seen this. It's the person who's waiting for medical tests in their meanwhile moment. And someone comes alongside them who has been there, who knows what that is like, and who never was able to see any purpose in that experience. But then they're able to come alongside the person who's currently going through it. And they're able to pass the baton to them of comfort and say, hey, I know what that's like. Hey, let me stand with you. Let me strengthen you. Let me galvanize you. Do you think that blesses the comforter <laughs> to finally, finally be able to see some small glimpse of purpose to their pain? The comforter is comforted as they pass on the baton of comfort. Life is instilled in your soul when you're able to do that, when you're able to comfort someone who is going through something you've been through before, through seeing a tiny little glimpse, no matter how small it is of purpose, that something good has finally come out of your meanwhile moment. 
that God has been equipping you to be an agent of his bountiful and beautiful comfort to someone else to make them stronger, to see them through, to help them see that there can be life on the other side of their meanwhile moment, that they need not give up, that there is hope. What happens is that you finally experience your place in this great chain of comfort that God has set in motion. Up until that point, you've received comfort from God by someone else standing shoulder to shoulder with you, but you haven't received, the domino hasn't kept on falling, if you like. You get to pass on the baton so the chain can continue. You finally experience the fullness of your place in that chain. That's a blessing. That is a good thing. That is comforting. That brings life to your soul to finally experience your, your place in that chain of comfort where you know that God has taken your problem and delivered on his promise of comfort and given you a hope of purpose in it. I need to ask you, are you willing to offer your pain to God as a vehicle of comfort for others? I need to ask you that because I know we're really private about our pain. And so this means vulnerability. It means opening up. It means sharing. It means not living in the past or dwelling on the past. There are th- I've been challenged with this this week. There is, I know that there are things in our lives that we go through. And, and to open up to somebody else to say, hey, I've been there, means telling them, hey, I've been there. My life is not rosy. I'm not this lawn or shore veneer that you see is not necessarily where things are at. That's hard for us. That's challenging for us. It's not our MO. But you have a gift that is not designed to stay with you. Comfort is designed to be passed on to bless and strengthen someone else. And so I have to ask you, are you willing to offer your pain to God as a vehicle of comfort for others? There are meanwhile moments that have happened in your life that God can use to bring great strength to someone else if you would open up and allow his comfort to pass through you. Do you remember we keep on saying we're designed to be rivers, not reservoirs? We are blessed to be a blessing. Comfort's not designed to stop with you. You know, perhaps you're ashamed of your meanwhile moment. Perhaps you're ashamed of something that has happened in your past. You need to know that God is not ashamed of it. God is not ashamed of you in it. God's not ashamed of you for having a meanwhile moment. He can take your meanwhile moment and make it beautiful by by using it to pass comfort to make someone else stronger and make you stronger in the process because you see a hope of purpose in it. He's not ashamed of you. Do you know why he's not ashamed? It's because he knows he knows what meanwhile moments are like. He came as Jesus to stand in solidarity with us, right? He himself went through an utterly shameful, the most shameful debilitating meanwhile moment, humiliating meanwhile moment. He lived God himself, made flesh, made human. He lived a human life and hung on a cross to make a way to overcome the pain and suffering of humanity, that one day all things would be made right. He knows what a shameful meanwhile moment is. He's lived one, the worst one. 
He stands with us in solidarity. He doesn't look down on us. He stands with us shoulder to shoulder. In fact, he set this whole chain in motion. Not only is God the author of comfort and the source of comfort, the father of comfort, but he set this whole chain of comfort in motion. He prayed and he waited for deliverance from God in his meanwhile moment, but it didn't come this side of death. He died and in so doing absorbed within himself all the shame and humiliation and pain that we experience in this life. But you know what? He left it in the grave so that those of us who trust in him can overcome it one day too. And he rose above it three days later, the greatest comfort, the greatest deliverance that there ever was so that all of us who trust in him can experience life on the other side of a meanwhile moment too. If there was ever a moment of experiencing life on the other side of a meanwhile moment, wasn't it the resurrection of Jesus Christ? And so as we trust in him, we have a sure and certain hope that there can be life on the other side of a meanwhile moment. In Jesus, we find one who endured unsearchable suffering in order to, to catalyze a movement of alongsiders. That as he, as he experienced that great deliverance and comfort from God, he was then able to comfort others who received that comfort and passed it on to someone else who received that and passed it on to someone else who received that and passed it on to someone else until this great movement of alongsiders was started and of which we are a part. You have the choice tonight of whether you're going to take part in that, whether you will allow people, your brothers and sisters, to come alongside you in your suffering, in your meanwhile moment, to let them know what's going on for you, to be vulnerable, to be honest. And you have a choice of whether you're going to pass on the baton of the comfort that you have received to someone else so that you might strengthen and galvanize and comfort them. If you're going through a meanwhile moment tonight, would you let others comfort you? You can go to starting point, leave your details, say, I want to join a connect group. That's how you do that. I want to call from one of the ministry team, our pastoral care team. We can help connect you and be there alongside you. That's what we're here for as a community, to come alongside one another. And if you have been through a meanwhile moment, you have a baton to pass on. It's not designed to stay with you. Whether you use the comfort that you have received to come alongside others, that means opening up, it means sharing. It means putting yourself out there and taking a risk. Will you do that? so that somebody else can see that there is a life beyond their meanwhile moment. Well, thanks for tuning in. If you'd like to find out more about Northside, visit northsidechurch.org.au.